0: Welcome to Summer Bays, the unofficial home and away podcast brought to you by Clara Kavna, where I take a weekly look at the trials and the tribulations of Australia's most beloved surfer town, Summer Bay. Each week I do a deep dive into the week's events and discuss dilemmas our characters are remarkably good at finding themselves in, like, is hiding your child from their granny really going to work? Or is is hiding a tumour from your doctor's sister really going to work? Get ready to feel closer each day to Home and Away. Now, before I get started, I just want to share a top tip to really enhance your Home and Away viewing, and that is no spoilers. Just don't watch what's coming up tomorrow on Home and Away. Try not to read the descriptions. I promise you, it's a total game changer and it's totally worth it. I promise you. Kicking things off this week are two couples where they're absolutely failing at communication. Firstly, we have Owen and Rue. So we ended last week with there's this big misunderstanding of Owen wanting to leave the bay. He doesn't think to invite her on the epiphany that he's had to leave the bay and go visit his brother Evan's grave. And I just love how much Rue's family and Marilyn and people are really getting involved. So Alf gets wind of it and gets straight over to Owen <laughs> to, to tell him to tell him what's up and after some great advice from Ryder Rue realises she's basically already made her mind up and she goes on the trip so despite the fact that she's only once mentioned she has a few essays to mark it doesn't really seem like she has much school commitments maybe it's the holidays well I don't know they've really phased out the school after Maggie left there's no kids in school anymore, there's no students, there's no teachers now. Bar Rue, but it doesn't really seem like Rue's taking it very seriously. So I don't know. Anyway, delighted for them. Hopefully they'll just come back and they'll have eloped or something and just be serious and we'll be done with all this teenage back and forth and family involved and to keep they'll finally be good at communicating. Because yeah, another, the other couple not communicating is Mac and Ari. And I just kind of felt like this week was so pointless. Look, I'm not their biggest couple fan anyway, but we're still dragging out this Tane heartache over them being together. Tane keeps getting caught in the crossfire. And then Ari just wants Mac to say, like, I love you. And then basically gets in a strop that she's not saying it. It just kind of, I suppose makes you take stock of the two of them. She clearly likes to ostrich. She likes to pretend she doesn't have any feelings and doesn't really like to talk about anything. Whereas Ari is kind of like, when I go in, I go in very deep. So this kind of sudden dump of pressure was just a bit intense. And I can understand why Mac was like, "Oh, hold on here, you're kind of making us move a little bit too fast or like things were just going great, we don't need to name it. What Mac is saying is so true because when she says... It's just the way he makes me feel. I'm not in love, but I'm definitely, like, on my way there. That's all she needs to say to Ari. We don't need, like, four episodes going through this. Yeah, because I just felt really sorry for Tane because he gets the brunt of it from Mac and Ari. I'm glad he stuck up for himself and grew him a bit of a backbone with Ari. Um, when Ari starts coming for him, he says, I'm not being your punching bag anymore. You lost the girl, not me. And then he gets it from Mac, who has such a sour tongue and such a puss face. She's just, when she's angry, her whole face changes, doesn't it? Her telling Tane, it's like, stay out of my business. You drove me out of the house. You've ruined everything. Things would just better if you weren't around. Like, so harsh. And I'm glad Tane stuck up for himself by quitting because he really is on the so- sidelines waiting for them to break up. And now it just seems like through this blue, they've gotten a bit closer but I felt really sorry for Tane when Ari apologises to him and then he's like, let's watch the rugby, here's some dinner. You can just how he misses his brother. And then one text from Mac, then Ari goes running and just he's so disappointed. I suppose they just needed this to make Ari and Mac reach a new level of seriousness in their relationship. I assume it seems like a bit of a vehicle for that to happen. But it was just kind of a bit of like waste of emotion. Like, did that re all really need to happen? And like all her like crying and ice cream binges, it was just like and then they just assumed they were broken up. It was so obvious that they weren't. Basically, I'm just the moral of the story is I feel really sorry for Tanny. So bad communication seems to be the theme of this week between Justin and Tori. So before his symptoms started coming back he enlists Ziggy to do five more weeks on her own which means that she needs to thankfully help out and now unemployed Tani. And I love how people were thinking that they were on a date and she gets all these comments which and they were having a bit of flirty banter so I'm glad that the people made the comments because then and she like completely knocked it out of the park being like absolutely not and it kind of creates a boundary around that setup because she's not right re- she's still in love with Dean like she's not right. Re- why are they all talking about Willow why is Willow and Amber all thinking that she's like on some date when she's only just broken up with Dean who she's still in love with who she can't be with because he was involved in a murder I mean come on guys Whatever about Amber, Willow should know better. Anyway, we enter into this, like, dalliance at the hospital where Justin doesn't want to let Tori know that... He's in there, he, Christian's in on it. Leah comes in to distract Tori, take her for like long lunches and coffee breaks and pointless chats, gets her talking about Christian and just then you can't shut her up. And I know that Justin's just trying to protect her because he knows that Tori will just blame herself, that they she made the decision not to get the whole tumour, but like, you have to keep her in the loop. Not only that she's your sister, it's that she's also a doctor. So anyway, their grand plan didn't work because Tori ends up seeing Justin and Leah in the lift, So she pressures Christian for some answers. So I'm just glad that they finally told her. And I just think this happens all the time where characters don't want to tell the other characters something. And then it ends up causing way much more of a fuss. Like, why did you not be honest with her? And now you're creating this like culture of doubt with Tori that she doesn't think that you're telling her everything. But then when her and Christian start analysing the scans of the tumour and he's like, look, let me walk you through it and we can I'll I'll tell you everything I know just to kind of make her feel better. But it just reminded me so much of that Grey's Anatomy where there's that spinal tumour and Derek and Meredith try to work it out and they draw it on their bedroom wall. It's just so similar. (laughs) It's such an ode to Grey's Anatomy. I love it. So anyway, glad that Tory and Justin figured out out everything and they kind of came to a resolution. But the main thing, but the main issue this week is not the fact that he was hiding the regrowth of his tumour. And it's not how Tory handled it. It is the fact that Dr. Christian Green wore a capine to work. Firstly, it's too hot in Australia to be wearing that kind of a woolen, tweedy hat. Two. (laughs) <laughs> what? Two? What doctor wears a hat to work? You would never see a doctor wearing a baseball cap to work. Like he had his stethoscope on, he wasn't leaving. What is? Weird? <laughs> and also, why would you wear a hat and like not a jacket? It just felt like he was very light. On the, like at least wear a jumper on the hat to balance out this big winter hat, and then your light denim, <laughs> denim shirts honestly I had to pause I was laughing so much who is doing this man's fashion who it's getting worse actually I hope it gets worse because that was just so good (laughs) but I want more a tweet hat a tweet a tweet hat honestly I was expecting him to like pull a tin whistle out of his back pocket it's just wildly inappropriate wildly Poor Dean Thompson. Like, he cannot catch a break. He's just, how much more can this person take? Jai's birthday was a complete bust with the arrival of Francesca. All that attitude she's given him. And and then he's getting it in the neck from Amber saying that Dean's mom, Karen, can't see Jai. Therefore, Dean can't tell Karen that he's got a son because... If you've been watching Home and Away for a while, you'll know that Karen will not take no for an answer. <laughs> and you just, through all any of these chats, you just get such sad insights into poor little Dean Thompson's life. Like there never being any food for him, having to go over to Amber's for dinner, him being left on the stoop while his mum was inside getting frisky with some man, the painting frenzies at 3am. Oh, it was just very sad. And I can't believe Amber's not a bit more sensitive to this, but anyway, it seemed like there's no changing his mind. And... Despite all the sarky comments from Francesca at the at the birthday party to even John, like lol. Um, I did love how John kind of wangled himself an in invite and also how he mentioned fairy bread. I love fairy bread. So it's like a slice pan with butter and sprinkles and it tastes like cake. Anyone who's been to Australia or knows that, I only discovered it about two years ago. I love it so much. And perfect for a six-year-old's birthday party. But anyway, Dean fights as hard as he can to get Amber on his side. But unfortunately, it's just a no. And despite all the sarky comments at the party, I still think Jai had a great time, loves his bike. I love when Dean and Willow were wrapping the bike and Willow's like just to know about how much of a good dad Dean is. And she's like, did you buy everything? I was like even the wrapping paper, and he's like, oh, no, no, I just sifted through Colby's craft drawer. <laughs> Sorry, just can't imagine Colby crafting or, like, he's murdered someone. Why would he have a craft drawer and why are we joking about this? <laughs> oh... It's little things at the moment. And when things calm down after the party, Dean really does the best he he, he can with Amber to try get her to see sense, even though she called his mum a psycho and that's not a fair comment, but they're still able to have a heart to heart. And then Colby, of all people, helps Dean see sense, just that you have to take it easy and she's just trying to protect her son. So Dean reluctantly agrees and it kind of is the right decision just for now, because it's all very new to everyone. So, like, I think in, like, six months, maybe, this might be a question again. And But Amber has to agree to stop all this threats. Like, you'll never see Jay again. Nah, if you don't do what I want. Like, it's very manipulative. And that's got to stop. Because he's making a massive sacrifice. And speaking of Colby. Um, firstly, why wasn't he at Jai's party? Ugh, it's classic, typical. Too busy hanging out with Taylor. So, a crack has formed. A crack has formed. You can definitely tell now that Kobe and Taylor are getting a bit more serious and she kind of needs him to say, look, tell me you didn't do it. And which he does. But they almost got a bit too cushy where they are because and I suppose like as they're falling in love with each other, they're getting a bit relaxed. We have very cocky Kobe bumping into Angelo on his walk of shame. He's got such swagger and confidence And just wanting to build a bridge and be like, ah, you'll never catch me. And then we've got Taylor, who's sitting at breakfast, glowing after her night with Colby. So I think Angelo's a better cop than they're giving him credit for. Then the problem with Angelo is once his ears get pricked, it's very hard for him not to focus on something. So like when Taylor starts asking Angelo about all these questions about the case, his ears prick. And then Taylor starts defending Colby a bit more, being like he didn't do it. So then they prick even more. And then the tale goes up when Taylor says there were other witnesses. He wasn't alone. And Angelo's like, how did you know that? And she bolts. So now Angelo definitely has reason to pursue that because that was a bit of a slip up there now, little Taylor, a bit of a slip up. Now they'll be totally rattled because Colby now knows that Rosetta knows that he's responsible, he just needs to prove it, and now Angelo is stalking. Kobe standing outside trying to intimidate Ugh. Now there was one little MVP of the week who was in a lot of the storylines providing endless support, guidance, help. They gave Rue the encouragement to go on her big trip with Owen. They comforted a somewhat hysterical Mac who was crying in the storeroom in Salt. They were comforting Nick through his breakup with Bella and they encouraged their grandfather to go visit his wife, Martha. Even though he was really missing his dad and feeling like life was moving on without him and he just wanted other people to be happy, he's also their creator of the cocktail Passion Dash. It's Ryder! <laughs> So I got an email into summerbayspodcast at gmail.com and the subject line is my rider die. <laughs> Amazing. And it is from a listener, Robin, and it says, Hello, Clara. I am wondering if there is something wrong with me. Dot, dot, dot. Every time Rider comes on the TV, I start giggling. He is without a doubt my favourite character. And I find it quite entertaining that he is always the third wheel. Am I deranged? My lovely housemate cannot stand him and she thinks I'm bonkers. Please send help. (laughs) Well, Robin, I find this quite surprising that Ryder is your favourite character. I personally, and he was kind of good in the last few weeks, so I can kind of see why you're on Team Ryder. But (laughs) he's always the third wheel. He's made the transition into adulthood quite strangely or he's been terrible with girlfriends he's got a tie-dye phone cover with an oar on it he's he's a little bit of like a weakling or something he's kind of like always wants to do the right thing doesn't mind telling on people but like nobody takes him seriously and i think as he stands up against say the dean thompson's and the colby's and the parada brothers he's pales very much in comparison but look look we don't all have to be tough and while I don't think you're deranged, I do think you're unique in your love of in your love of this I'm going to say boy and not man. But yeah, I just kind of think nobody ever really takes him seriously. It's like he doesn't he's not very assertive and his only fr- his only friends are a couple who don't really want him around half the time. So it's just and his other friend is maybe Mac <laughs> and his granddad. And his auntie. So and probably Marilyn too. So so I suppose he's entertaining in that sense, because he's just so unapologetic about it. But I just think he's kind of a such a background character that it's a bit random that he'd be your favourite. But now now since reading this email, I've watched him through a different lens, and I must say I'm kind of on your <laughs> on your buzz. If you kind of just look at him as this goofy Third wheel and not take him seriously he 's actually really more way more enjoyable, so thank you, thank you, Robin. <laughs> All right, well, that about wraps it up for me this week. Thank you very much for listening. If you've got time, I'd love if you could subscribe, rate, and or review if you have a sec, but zero pressure. If you want to get in touch, you can email summerbayspodcast at gmail.com. Tell me who your favourite character is. I must say mine is and always will be Alf, but my rogue one at the moment is definitely Colby. He's just acting so badly and he's so bold. I just cannot wait to see what he's going to do next because... This storyline has been bubbling up for so long I just didn't expect him to I expected him to be at the helm of this But I did not expect this direction (laughs) No 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 Silly Colby Uh, Don't forget about the no spoilers Just try for one week and see You will not see any of Ryder's coolness Or third wheeling They'll all just be a big surprise G'day and I'll talk to you next week